the final countdown. Let's try. Let's try this again, Richard. Richard. What? <laughs> uh, let's try this again, buddy. <laughs> I know, man. Technical uh, technical uh, issues. First world problems. First world. Every day we learn something new about this program. Yeah, and about ourselves. But that's really what the journey <laughs> is about. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta <laughs> lose yourself to to gain yourself. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> So what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Tanners Podcast. Me and Seth tonight, Kenny is out of town visiting family. So want a quick shout out to Kenny. Yo. And um, crazy week. We'll get Very. into a lot of the coaching uh, firings and, and retirings and everything in between NFL, college, and uh, just all kinds of crazy uh, theatrical drama that... Uh, Made made Monday and Tuesday pretty fun. Maybe our most favorite time of the year is anytime there's drama in sports. It's our drama. soap opera. Exactly. <laughs> uh, before we get into everything, I do want to give a quick shout out to a couple of my boys that uh, I met up with this weekend that I was in the Marines with. And I uh, haven't seen a couple of them in probably 15 or more years or however long it's been. Um, and, uh, you know, we keep up with each other on Facebook and stuff, but it's always cool when uh, somebody comes into town or if I'm somewhere and I get to, you know, hit somebody up that's, that's in the town and meet up and hang out. So, uh, shout out to my way of Patrick, Danny and Jesse for, uh, hollering at, hollering at me. And, uh, you know, we went down to, they were down hanging out on Broadway, like most tourists should do. And so, <laughs> um, you know, I went and met up and was like, you know, doing things that I'd normally as a local wouldn't do, but, uh, since my boys are in town, you know, we gotta have a few beers and, and walk around on Broadway and go to a few places. So I uh, just want a quick shout out to them. And um, one thing that was we was talking about a little bit is, um, you know, a lot of people, um, or I wouldn't say people, but you hear a lot of stories about, you know, PTSD and people that have so much issues uh, outside of the military when they get out that's been in combat, which rightfully so, there needs to be a ton of awareness to all that. And, um, you know, if you're somebody struggling with it, you definitely get help or call somebody, talk to a friend, whatever. But one thing that we were talking about is how, you know, people that get out that, that thrive in life, you know, we, you know, combat veterans as well. We go through our ups and downs as well and still have those kind of issues. But there's also so many people out there that have made so, so such a good life for themselves that started with the Marines and they get out and I'm, I'm talking about like, friends that are like running businesses and are super successful and making money, have a good family doing the American dream thing. And so just wanted to um, kind of highlight that real quick before get into uh, other stuff, but really cool, fun time. Glad to see them and uh, want to hang out again sometime soon. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's just as important to highlight, you know, the struggles that may come with it, but also highlight, you know, the turnaround it does for some people. Some people mm-hmm. use use the military as a means to um, get somewhere that they may not get some help I that they may not did. get. And, and, <laughs> and you know that that that's important to highlight. And yeah, uh, I think wow, I'm echoing really bad still. Um, <laughs> but I don't like, hear it. So. I don't, okay, good, good. Uh, I I don't think that's highlighted quite as much as you know maybe i feel it or someone else feels like it should be but but it's also to it's it it's not under highlighted it should probably highlighted more of the struggles that do come with it too because you know they they may have gone into the military for the same reasons it's just you know Mm -hmm. people are different we deal with things differently and they're just not able to uh compartmentalize it as well as others yeah yeah, and um, another thing, one of uh, one of my guys are uh, working on a um, place down in Alabama, pretty close to Gulf Shores, of having like a uh, a place to where people can have reunions or have you know parties and events. So oh, that's that, cool. That, um, that's one thing that it was I thought was a, a brilliant idea when uh, he brought it up, uh, and 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 having this like basically like an event hall space for people to say, hey all my boys from, you know, this period of time, we haven't seen each other. It's like, like a high school reunion type thing, but with military people. And so 
he's working on that and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And with it being not too far from Gulf Shores, um, the beach and stuff, I think it's a really cool spot for, for people to go and hang out and then go to the beach. That's a great idea. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. But, um, well, that's awesome. I'm glad I do have one question about your visit with your friends. Did they ever have to like, were y'all in Afghanistan with each other? Afghanistan and Iraq. Did y'all like, were there days and nights where y'all were in like tight quarters with e- with each other? Um, define tight quarters. <laughs> like y'all kind of had to sleep next to each other or did y'all have like kind of room? Um, I mean, not, like, it depends. I mean, yeah, there's times where, yeah, you're, you're out in the, you know, field or out in like, like in Afghanistan, um, I mean, we slept in dirt, sand, whatever. It wasn't like we were in tents and huts right. and nice or, you know, nice accommodations. We were literally like, I didn't take a shower for five months and was living in the like living in the dirt and you know in the mountains of, of Afghanistan trying to find Taliban and 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 people like that so um and these guys had to spend time with you that whole time yeah i mean well not the whole time i mean we we i was in a different um um how can i put it and so people you, understand i was in a different um group than them I was uh, going to say times. unit, but okay. <laughs> no, unit's the entire group. So gotcha. we were still in the same unit, but, um, you know, they were in different companies, even though I, inter- we interacted with each other, but it wasn't like every day. Gotcha. Gotcha. And we went on missions together and all that stuff, but it wasn't every day. Well, I was going to say, if they were with you the whole time, I, I really, they deserve all the medals <laughs> in the world. I knew it had to be something that you were getting at. <laughs> Uh, there goes my dig of the day. I'm going to be nice when we talk about the Titans, so I have to. <laughs> I might not be. <laughs> ooh, ooh, we get spicy. How the tides rich. have turned. <laughs> there's a there's a lot to that. So um, if we want to go ahead and get into it, um, well, this is but, my idea for it. I know we okay. should do this before the pod. Let's talk about all the job openings first. Yeah, and then I think we then we hyper focus on the Titans firing because. The information for us is pretty much easy to find. Yeah. You know, we know who to look at. We know who to Google and stuff like that to kind of put the puzzle pieces together. And really, that was the only one that's like, what? Why did they do that? You know, everybody else is kind of understandable. Like, you were a bad team. And some well, of them already fired their coaches weeks ago. Um, the, the Belichick thing being news today is not it's, super um I see. I, it is surprising. Crazy. Only only because you don't just fire the <clears throat> greatest coach in football history. Yeah. And they're That's, not even they're not even trying to label it that way even though it is. They're it saying is. they mutually uh, parted ways, which is which is kind, I guess, and 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 nice to say and not seem so harsh as say the Titans <laughs> firing right. Firing well, before Rabel. We dive too deep into that. As of right now, the coach openings are Carolina Yep. Uh, New England, Tennessee, Atlanta, uh, Las yep. Vegas, and who? Did you say Seattle? No, Seattle. Sorry, Seattle's the new one too. Which that was an interesting thing since uh, Pete Carroll is now going into the upper office, so to speak, and not going to be the day to day coach. He's so, just kind of going into the front office, which is, I think, a good move for. For them, and but I am interested in what their plan is and how that plays out because it's like they you have to have some kind of plan there if you're doing that, you know. What right. I mean? It had to been something that's probably been discussed for a while. And so Pete Carroll being seventy one or seventy two, he's probably like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to kind of chill out a little bit. Right. So now I want to do a little workshop thing where I want to rank the jobs. Yeah. In the NFL right now. Okay. That are open. As of right now, I have a feeling I know some jobs. Okay, I'll tell you this. We're not I can really talking one to seven. Well, we're not talking about the playoffs really right now, but what are some playoff teams that uh, lose coaches? Oh, I mean the 49ers, Ravens, Lions. No, no, no. Head coaches. Dolphins. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Head coaches? Yeah. What do you mean? How would they lose their head coach? They'd get fired after the playoffs. I don't think any of them are getting fired after the playoffs. Mm, buddy, you don't know what's brewing in Philadelphia right now. Oh, well, I did kind of hear that, but that's, that'd be a little surprising. But 
and then I maybe a little bit so. rat on rat irrational, but okay. They're they're uh him Tampa Bay, I think, could fire their head coach depending on who they get to come to Tampa Bay. Um, well that's a interesting point because I know we're, not to try to jump the gun, but I, I've talked to a lot of people that said that they would fire their current coach that are in good standing to hire somebody like a Mike Vrabel. Who's the first Bill person? Belichick. Who's the first person to tell you that, Richard? Huh? <laughs> Who's the first person that told you that exactly? Um, I mean, I've heard it from multiple people, but to start, I mean, some people from Titans Radio. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I thought I told you first in our oh. group chat. Um, I mean, maybe, but I mean, it's definitely. I I, I even went as far as tweeting it out just to tell people I had sources. Mm. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think those two teams are on the block for. Man, that'd be pretty interesting if Philly do, does that. Oh, yeah. They're going to want blood after if they don't if they don't win this at least one playoff game this year. They're going to want blood. They got to make it to the NFC Championship. But I, I would hope that the GM. I feel like I feel like there's a there's got to be something going on there, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily the head coach or what. We'll find out here shortly. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. In a couple of days. Uh, all right. So as of right now, the job openings. Mm-hmm. I need you to rank them for me. Okay, so I would put the Chargers as number one. Oh yeah, I forgot the Chargers. You're right, the Chargers. Okay, I put that one. as the most attractive because you have such a elite quarterback right there and a ton of pieces there. And, Plus, it's a nice place to live. And you get a high, <laughs> don't you get a fairly high draft pick this year? Uh, I'd have to look to see what they're. I mean, yeah, actually, they yeah. are in a top ten pick. Yeah. So, so okay, okay. And I don't know what their salary cap situation is, but like I said, you have your you have a top ten pick and you have a franchise quarterback already there that's proven and elite. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, like number two would be all right, crap. I need to just pull up the teams because now I'm forgetting. Um I would say number two You have New England, Tennessee, Atlanta, uh Las Vegas, Seattle. I would say I want to. I'm I'm having an issue here with either Seattle or Las Vegas, and here's why. I think I think Las Vegas would be if you get the right would be a a really fun job. I I agree. They I, have I, some elite I, pieces too, and you just got to show some kind of fight as a coach. You know what I mean? Oh, I think I lost you, Richard. There we no, go. No, I'm I'm here. Okay. I just muted myself for a second. Okay, good. I think you just got to show, like, even if you win, if you go 500, I think your job is safe for a while. Just yeah, and you got a great fan games. base. You yes. got, like I said, you got some elite players there, too. Like, you have Devontae Adams. You have uh, Max Crosby. The only thing is that that's, that's concerning would be the quarterback situation. In offensive line. But you but also you have ha- some elite pieces there. I'm going to say Josh Jacobs leaves. I don't know if you watched Zamir White in oh, when he's he good. took over. He was I had to pick him up um, late. Yeah, the last four games he was balling. Dude, and I had to pick him up uh, in my fantasy championship. Uh, quick free shout out to myself. Congratulations um, uh, to to cover for some guys that were out. But um, dude is like uh, like if you think if you don't think we miss him in Georgia, he was that good. And not to jump the gun on that opening, but I would not be shocked if Mike Vrabel ends up as the Las Vegas Raiders coach. Okay, all right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive into that more yep. when we get into that. And then so and then Seattle and, and Tennessee are up there too because Titans. You essentially might have your franchise quarterback. You have some pieces, and you have a ton of cap space. You have a top ten pick, and um. Yeah, I think I think this is pretty attractive. Though I, the only reason why I don't have them in the two or three spot is because of what happened, which we'll talk about in depth here in a bit. Uh, yeah, and it makes me concerning about the ownership and oh. the leadership there. Uh, yeah, the owners and GMs make me nervous for Tennessee, and that's for why sure. they're fourth on my list. Um, Seattle uh, to kind of I'm bouncing around now, but uh, yeah, you're for, for number three. I put put Seattle because it is a great organization. 
it does have pieces and they nearly made the playoffs um this year and you're not going into a situation where it's uh like everything's just burning down it's just like okay our guy is basically retiring and so we're just looking for somebody to come in and pick up where they left off yeah and it's a cool place I know one team we forgot were the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I got them ranked uh, probably, let's see who we got left. That's four, so we got three more teams. We got Commander, let's see, we got Commanders left, Panthers, and who's the other one? Falcons. New England. And New England. Oh, and Falcons, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so after that, I would probably say, yeah, we would probably put Washington at five. Okay. As, um... I don't As disagree a, with that. I think they got rid of some of their defensive like linchpins, but they had to because that's the, that's why I would put them at five because they did get rid of like pretty much all their pieces. <laughs> um, the good thing is they have new ownership, and so you don't have to deal with Snyder and that whole mess, right? Um, but they have some players. I mean, even I mean their offense, their offensive side of the ball seems pretty pretty good. It's just, um. You know, you just got to build around it. Yeah, that's the hard part. Um, and I don't know if they necessarily, they don't really have a, their franchise quarterback. I mean, Howell's okay, but I don't know if you would consider him that. Right. They got the number two pick, so we'll see what they do with that. Yeah. Um, and so then after, after that, the- I would probably say, um, I'd probably say New England. Over the Falcons? Yep. Wow. See, I don't like New England because I feel like you have said you're going to have an extremely short rope. There's only been one situation where a head coach has come in following a Hall of Fame coach and was able to turn the team around, and that was the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Now, well, if you base it off that, then yeah, you know, New England's going to win three more Super Bowls. But I, I have a feeling that they're going to promote within and they have a plan. Yeah. So I don't think that that job is really going to be over. I think Gerard Mayo is going to be the coach there, even though all everybody wants to say Mike Vrabel, which very, very um, could be. But they've had Gerard Mayo waiting in the wings for a long time. Are they going to fuck him over by, you know, now that Bill Belichick is essentially leaving? You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's going to make it interesting. Because then he's probably going to be like, okay, well, you're not going to give me the head coaching job. I want out. And he's about, a good co- coach. How about this? Gerard Mayo goes to Tennessee, and Mike Vrabel goes to New England. <laughs> Hold on be, to your butts. I mean, it's um, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me, but I'm <laughs> but that would only I think that would only be if if Vrabel or some other coach goes there and Mayo wants out. I could totally see. Well, I'll say this: if if the if the Titans news media thought Mike Vrabel was blunt. Wait till they talk to him, to Mayo. He's not going to have any patience for anybody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know him. He's an, or... he, he's an intense guy. You don't think Vrabel was an intense guy? I'm saying that knowing Vrabel was an intense guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, besides that, that's just more of a tinfoil hat theory. That's just something yeah. fun to throw out there. So you think so, and, after New England... I'd, I'd put Atlanta then, and then the, then Panthers at the very bottom. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to want that Panthers job. No, their their owners wilding out, and there's so much out there in the news. They have a shitty team. They have they have a couple good players, but you have a a quarterback that you don't know is a franchise quarterback who should probably be. Well, see, that's but, the thing. Everybody's like Bryce Young sucks. How he doesn't how do you suck, know? but how do you know? Well, you you don't know. It's just you, like the same thing with Will Levis. Like you know that they have talent, but you don't know if they're going to be your franchise quarterback right. just yet. You can't. Well, it's not even that. You can't. I'll give Will Levis. He played better than Bryce Young this year, but Bryce Young didn't have a chance all year. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I? I don't know how good he is at all. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not bad. He's not good. What is he? I, I'm going to find out year three apparently because this owner doesn't know how to hire coaches yeah and that's the scariest part about the panthers is their owner is not good just just doesn't seem like a very somebody you'd want to work for and he would probably put you in a very short leash and um 
Well, and then again, the roster itself is bad. <laughs> reading about him and how he ran his businesses, it's just that as soon as he found out you couldn't do what he wanted you to do, he would just fire you and get rid of you. And yeah. so he's trying to do that in the NFL. And I don't think he realizes that. And, and you know, he probably doesn't realize it in his own businesses that at some point continuity is important. Yeah. Um. So just look at the Steelers and their historic program. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's an incredible. They've only had what, three, four head coaches period in their entire history. Right. I mean, that's crazy. And one family owning it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I hear yeah. nothing but good things about that organization. Exactly. Um, uh, and and but, so going back to uh, the Falcons, uh, the thing that makes me nervous is kind of uh, Arthur Blank. Just in the same, not, not as bad as David Tepper for the Panthers, but, you know, he's kind of doing the same thing lately. Like he's fired a lot of coaches recently because of, the lack of success or maybe you hired the wrong guy. I don't know. Now they're, you know, rumored to want Bill Belichick. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, well, see, this is the thing I don't get about Arthur. Like, I don't, I don't get about Atlanta owners. Arthur Smith didn't do, I mean, he didn't do a great job. He did a fine job in Atlanta, given they were supposed to, they were picked to win the division this year, but their quarterback shit the bed. That's not necessarily Arthur yeah. Smith's job. Now, did he wait too long to go to Heineke? Probably. And they probably would have won the division if they stuck with him. But yeah, I would I give him an, I'd give him another year, get a quarterback in there, get something different, get something it, it, moving, like give yeah. him a shot. And then one more year is not going to hurt anything. I mean, well. he, Atlanta <laughs> thinks they have a shot at – at uh, Bill Belichick, uh, Ar- Arthur Blank's not going to like what Bill Belichick has to say to him at uh, all. Did, and <laughs> do they have a GM in place with okay. with Atlanta? Because not anymore. <laughs> if because that's yeah, who they if, you're, want. if you're if you're getting Belichick, you're you're likely there's going he's going to want some control most he's, likely, or at least he's he's notoriously had control for his for a while. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that plays out down there. If there's already a GM, yeah, and that's the thing is once once Bill comes in, it's his shop. You stay in the own, and that's the one good thing about Bob Kraft. You know, Bob Kraft's going to leave you alone if you go there. Yeah. Um, and I think but, that's why you know maybe Vrabel wants to go there and have that same setup because it's very apparent after learning all the things I've learned over the next last few days that that was a big sticking point of why he was fired. Right. Um, I'm going to throw a team out there that's not professional, that I think is a better job, that I think fits in. (laughs) I think Alabama fits in probably two on this list. I mean, are we talking about just NFL? I mean, uh, football openings? Yeah, I think Alabama's number two. I think the Chargers. I think they're number one. You think so? I think the Chargers situation is so nice. I think the Chargers have a chance that if you can get if you can get some offensive line help, you're serious. You are. And you don't even need serious. that much offensive line help because their left tackle is elite. So you yeah. have the most important piece there of the offensive line already in place. You just got to keep them healthy too, which San Diego's notoriously had bad trainers. Um, so you got to come well, in. And, that's that's a situation. If, you if come that's in and true, fix. then yeah, you'd want to fix yeah. that. As and, a as a head and coach, you have receivers. You have, uh, I mean, you have on the offensive side of ball. It seems like you have a really good situation now. Right. You might have to pick up a running back, but I, I mean, think Eckler's done. I don't think he's what, done. I just oh, he's a free he's, agent. Is what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not coming back then. I'm pretty sure um, he is. Oh no, he's not coming back to San Diego. I don't, they're not going to pay him. But like, but also you hear the coaches' names that are hinted at San Diego, like uh, Michigan's head coach just won the national championship. John Harbaugh. Harbaugh's being rumored heavy with San Diego. Bill Belichick has been rumored again. If heavy, I mean, with did San they Diego. fire their GM too? I'm pretty sure they did fire their GM. So I think they did too. So they're in a spot where they're going to be able to do that. But don't be surprised if because it's a ready-made team, and that's what these coaches like. They like to come in and go. 
I can do a lot with what they have, shake it up yeah. a little bit, and then have a good team. Yeah, I don't know if I would put it over Alabama, though. Like, that's I, a I, prestigious – and you're following the footsteps of the greatest college coach of all time, but um, see, that's there's a, that's so a, much in that play in place there, too. That's a negative to me, though, following – like, it, if you follow tough. Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, you're not going to have – Well, you're not – you shouldn't be expected to be them, though. But you are. I mean, in I, Alabama especially. Yeah, I mean, that's are. tough. Um, but I think Alabama – is is definitely a better job than but I think Atlanta right Alabama, now. <laughs> oh yeah, well I think that Alabama it should be if you're an elite coach, like I know that the Oregon coach turned turned it down or whatever. Which um, that that is that video he put out, dude. That, that is he is crazy to turn that job down. Well, at Oregon. I think it's uh I, there has to be something there because. Uh, Oh, well, I mean, they, gotta, uh, Nike money versus Alabama money. I would take Nike money. I'll tell you right now, Alabama's got way more money than Nike. No, no, yeah. there's no, there's no way. Richard, Alabama has way more money than Nike. I don't, I don't believe that. The, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Alabama athletics has more money than Nike. Uh, I'm just <laughs> not gonna. I'm not buying that. It's it's fine that you don't, but they are. They're they're alumni. They are they they are they are where they are because of Saban, though. They're, they're alumni. No, they're where they're at because of their history, because of the yeah. But Saban, but recently, I mean, what Saban's oh, been recent. there? What seventeen years? Yeah, recently because of Saban, yes. But if you go past Saban, given they had some years where they were really bad. Yeah, I mean, they, they had, had Bear Bryant and uh, who else? They have. I mean, they've had they've had uh, you know coaches there, but. Uh, Right, they have they have a historic program that dates back far, and their alumni pool and their booster pool. Like you, you don't even have to go to school there necessarily just to give money to the program, and yeah. it's just rich people that want to be a part of something big. Is all boosters are, yeah. And so, well, those pockets run deep, and I'm saying I, this, think, I still don't think it's deeper than Nike, but. But we got a I'll, lot to get to before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is an we argument. need to move on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. All right. So, where do we go from here? Uh, is there any more that we need to discuss? As far as like the openings, or do no, we want to dive into the let's firings? Just, yeah, let's go ahead and go into um, Mike Vrabel. Let's just jump right into it because so, we've been beating around the bush. Let's just yeah, pull so, the bandaid off. So, where should we start? Do you, should I just kind of go and then you? Well, okay, the news came out, and then Amy's press conference came out, right? Well, Amy, I wouldn't call it a press conference. She did a video with Mike Keith interview. Well, he asked like five or six questions, or if that, and she responded to him. And it was a very um, controlled controlled piece because it was coming from the Titans. It wasn't any questions coming from the local media or national media. So, And and Mike Keith works for the Titans, and uh, of course he's not going to... He does a good job. I mean, he, he he asked the, the right questions, but you know he's not going to Why why would you know she the, the thing that kind of ticked me off is that you know she throws her GM out there that has has no clue and had no part of this, and so the GM has to go out to the local media and answer things, and it was a pretty terrible press conference, really. Well, because he was just—he's just not in the like. He didn't make the decision. He didn't. He wasn't a part of it. He wouldn't well, even. He wasn't even a part I, of it. <laughs> I don't see that's see. Okay, so he had the benefit of seeing her one on one before it was released. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, he hundred dude. He he could have pulled the tape on that. What he do you can, mean? Like he can go and say, "Hey, what was said in that interview? Do you let me get a copy of that interview before it's aired?" Of Plus, what, of what Amy and, what, and Mike what, Keith interviews, or yes, of that interview specifically. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he knew seen he, that or not. He could have, but even if he didn't, he could have watched it. No, when he all did. Of, he he, he could seen it because he referenced it in the uh, in, how in the press conference. You know what she said. Why do you come out and say the things you say in your press conference that contradict what she said? I think it's because he wasn't in the he wasn't in on the firing. I think he was. He and, and it's and it's been reported and known that he wasn't had a, he didn't have an influence in the firing. 
I, I mean, he he was a part of it, but he didn't have a say. No, he didn't have sense. a he didn't have a say, but he had the gasoline. He had he he. he but I don't he, think that he, he turned on Vrabel though. I don't think that he. I don't think even they, in the press conference he was like, "Look, me and him are good. We're we're friends." Yeah, I um, mean, blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, anytime someone's guilty, you definitely don't talk about how good good of friends you are to make yourself seem innocent. I don't buy that though. Here with with Rand, he's with how, he's, with, he's a pretty genuine dude. I don't I don't see him being like that. With how bad his press conference was, yeah, I don't. I think I it think was his press dude. conference was bad because he wasn't as informed as he should have been. He he could have watched the interview like all of us. And he's only been a he hadn't even been a GM for a year. <laughs> but that's his job. I'm sorry, it is his job. And he got it's thrown to the fucking wolves, and I don't think it was fair to him. Well, you know? that's, but that's his job. I get it's that. Not, and and he I get he that. But I think he watched, got thrown to the wolves un, he, unfairly. He could have watched the interview, known what she said, and then went out there and not made himself look like that. Mm-hmm. It's just homework. You could have toted the company line. You know, you don't know this, but maybe he didn't want Vrabel gone. Maybe he did want him here. Uh, I, I like maybe, uh, but but also Vrabel, it, from all reports, is he wanted co- total control, so he wouldn't have been here. Yeah, so Rand, let's get it, in. Let's get into gonna, that. Well, well, we got first off. You, you, Rand, Rand got thrown to the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> He he didn't because it's his job. That's what he has to go do. He has to go. He is now. Oh, I know the face know that. of the franchise. So when he goes out there, you got to know that they're gonna come for you. And when, he did. And and I, I mean, but you know, he just didn't have the answers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you. But and you that's why I think it's unfair. But, I think Amy. Amy's is the one what, that fired him. She should have been out there. This is when it's bad. If you don't have the answers, don't give answers. Well, he he's in a press conference. He's got to give some kind of answers. Be like, I don't have that. Like like Paul Kaharski said, he's like, what's the vision for this team? He's like, yeah, that was that made him look, like. Don't go into that long diatribe about vision, and then when someone goes, what's the vision? Well, we don't have one yet. Yeah, he said yeah. that basically they didn't want to reveal it yet. And and here's where I agree with Paul on this too: is that okay? You don't want to reveal this vision because you don't want to have people candidates come in and skew their interview towards that division uh, a vision, but you should have some kind of mission statement that's generic enough that wouldn't cause that issue. You know what I mean? You should have some kind of a hunt gift. Like see, this is a generic mission statement that you say, if you're going to say, I have a vision and you get asked about it, it's a, here's my, here's what it is. And it's some generic, like it could be just generic as like, we're going to win football games, but, (laughs) but also just like, like, don't, like, again, if you don't have an answer, just be like, hey, I'll have to get back to you on that. Just something. Like, don't lie yeah. because it makes you, well, don't bullshit. I don't know if he lied. I think that I don't he, think he lied. didn't I, have I want, the answers. I want again, back, I don't think he had all the answers. I want to backtrack on that. Don't bullshit your way through a press conference. I think he had to, though, because he didn't know all the answers. <laughs> then you get exposed, and then you look bad. Exactly, and, and that's you, what happened. So that's his fault. Everything is his fault. He did this to himself. But I don't think it's completely on him. I think it should be on ownership as well. And here's the other thing, too. That that, he gave a bad press conference? Well, that he wasn't as informed as he should have been. Well, how informed does he need to be? He could have watched Amy's, again, he could have watched it the same time we watched it, took notes on it, and gave answers based off her interview. I mean, in all fairness, it was released maybe... 10 minutes before he had his press conference. So, you so know. watch it again. You got to watch it when we watched it. Take notes on it because that's what the reporters did. Well, look, I, and, look, they, I, and the reporters, you know, like I do, the reporters based all their questions off of that press conference so they could get exactly what they got in his press conference. Yeah. So that let, lets me know he was unprepared. He was. Or his te- also, his team around him let him down. As a GM, you can't do that. Well, I agree with all that. As a GM, you can't. <laughs> also, a owner's responsibility to a GM is nothing. The owner expects you to do your job. I understand that, but I would also expect that if somebody, I would expect that somebody would would treat that situation better 
than what was how it was treated, even though they didn't have to. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you understand, it's not their responsibility. You would just hope. You would hope that, that she would, you, he would have had the courtesy that Amy be there com- to to answer you, the questions too. You you are coming from the standpoint of I wish y'all hadn't have done it this way because now my team has egg on its face because they did like yes. after after that day they did yeah Both, and eight, and that's why I'm that's why I'm pissed off right now about yeah. how the, how it all went down I, I'm I'm I've got the more info that I've gotten about Vrabel I'm not as much pissed off at why he was fired I think he was more or less fired because he wanted to be fired in it, to an extent. Yeah. And so, um, and we'll get into those details here in a few minutes. But yeah, yeah, we're about to wrap uh, this up on the press conference. It's just, but he, um, I do love when Paul. Car- First off, shout out to Paul Kaharski, just absolutely doing his thing, just straight I think up. The entire, I think the, the entire national media group oh, did a good job with that. Another thing I got to give credit to, and I, I don't like, I, I'm hit or miss with him, but Buck Rising did good. Oh yeah, Buck's always good. He, he did he, really he good, good in questions. that. He, yeah, he did. Shout and out Buck if you're listening. Probably not, but probably uh, not. But I appreciate you because you did. I was talking to <laughs> seeing him to, earlier today. We we're talking about doing something at Bonnaroo, so stand uh, by. Uh, <laughs> um, let him know. Say stop him. Be like, hey, a friend of mine who does not like the Titans was like, you did a good job because he yeah. did in that press conference. Now, yeah, and and a lot of people did with that. And um, but what I was going to say about Paul, Paul straight up asked uh, Rand. He's like. Were you hiding from the press? Yeah, because you haven't him talked. Out. To, and he was like, "Uh, uh, again." Like that question, I can see why you stammer on because that you don't expect that to be asked. Yeah, but and good, he's a rookie <laughs> GM, and this is going. Hopefully, this is a big time learning thing for him. Well, I told um, so. The next time he does a press conference, he ain't going to be as unprepared as he was for the most important press conference he's had in his career. <laughs> David Reed posted something. Shout out, David Reed. Um, what up, David? Local producer. Shout out. He does listen to the show every now and then. I'll, give him, uh, he's, I'll say that. He's uh, who's he work for now? Um, Blaze. He's working for yep, Glenn, yep. Glenn Beck. Um, yeah, but uh, he he had posted something about the Titans, and I said I honestly think the whole Titans front office could really benefit taking some broadcasting or speech classes from from a community college. Well, who 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 are you like, saying though? Like, because only Rand, Amy too. And ran like the whole like this is how you. Well, talk Amy's in front was of- Amy's was like edited and like you know. Well, that lets me know she can't talk live, and that's why. Well, she, she did can, that. but she's a, uh, she can, but she should have been there. And here's yeah. the other thing. Okay, okay, she's not going to be there. Here's this is kind of dicey for me to say, but Burke Nihil, your president and CEO of the team, where are you at? Hey, because you were you you and Amy were the two decision makers of why Vrabel's fired. So if Amy Adams can't be at the press conference, sir, why are you not at the press conference? Hey, dude, line them up. Send them to VSCC. Me and you did it. They surely can do it. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. Like, Burt can talk. He's very smart, educated, and, and, and all that. So, you know, you were the you were in there, and you were a big part of why Ray was fired. And I think I think this is probably opened up a little story. I have nothing against Burke Nye. He'll actually like the guy. Um, but I have a feeling that he was way more heavily involved with this firing than anybody would have ever known. And I think yeah. Amy Amy probably listened to him and Amy had her own thoughts and Amy had her own um emotions about it because she because they were because it's been it was released today in a great article by uh Diana Rossini and Joe Rexrode. Who Joe Rex wrote uh, works here in the national media um, that they were considering firing Vrabel last year along with John Robinson, but Amy said no. She loves Mike, and really, even this year when they were saying, "Hey, this this is an issue. We want, you know, we hired Rand for everything to be this way, and Vrabel is kind of in on it, is kind of all in on this, but he's kind of not, and so yeah. it's causing this friction." And I don't think that, that, that Rabel and Rand had a bad relationship. I just think that Rabel was like, look, I'm going to still do me. I know y'all are trying this stuff, but I'm going to do what I think is best. And that yeah. caused um, friction, you know, throughout the ranks. And so I think when they talked to Rabel, like, hey, look, we're really wanting it to be this way. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not firing my coaches or I'm not changing how I coach. 
because I believe in myself. And they were like, all right, well, we got to let you go. Yeah. I, I, and hey, it was probably like fun. I'm glad because I don't want to be micromanaged. <laughs> and that's what? one thing that's pissing me off is I feel like they want to bring in a coach that they can micromanage and tell him who his staff is. And, 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 you know, I don't I think that's an issue. But yeah. also on the flip side, I don't think that every head coach, I don't think, I don't think head coaches should have the overall power like that, that Rabel supposedly wanted. And, um, no, there needs to be, historically it hasn't been good. And, and it was there in needs reference to be, needs to be checks and balances. There needs there to be checks and balances for sure. And, um, and they tried this weird marriage and it just didn't seem to work with everybody. And yeah. so I think Amy was like, look, um, I, I can't have, you know, I can't have a split thing. So she ultimately chose Ren and, um, you know, that team. And, well, and I that's think, what made her decision. I can't be mad at that. No. And, and because you know, she I probably chose Ren, and, and rightfully so. If you're an owner, you want to have someone that you can. This sounds bad, but you know what I mean. Someone that you can control to an extent. Yeah. You know, Rand is going to make choices and Amy's going to be there to be his checks and balances where the GM is supposed to be the checks and balances of the coach. Mm-hmm. But also I will say this historically in the NFL, anytime a GM, a new GM is brought in, they want their guy in there. No matter what relationship they have with the current head coach, yeah, and that's they probably always want happen. their guy. And I think that that, but I don't think for whatever uh, I think it played it definitely played some role in this because look if someone at work is trying to get you fired you're the only there's two ways you can go about it you can ignore it and keep working or you can say things that they do or they're trying to do to your boss to kind of expose them do I think do I think Rand went in there and did malicious things to get Mike Vrabel fired no. Do I think he told the truth? Yeah. Maybe even when the truth wasn't, when the question wasn't um, asked. Favorable of Vrabel, yeah. That makes sense to me. If, if, I think he went in there and volunteered information, probably. Hey, this is what Mike's trying to do. Hey, this is, and it's not a lie. It's yeah. the truth. It I is. think that that's more realistic than the other, for sure, with Rand. Because like I said, I think Rand's a genuine dude. And I don't think that he was trying to cause any problems. And, um, I think that he, um, he's a rookie GM and he's, I, I think that he wasn't going to make any, um, make any waves. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I, I and honestly, so the I one honestly thing think, uh, I honestly think he, he, he didn't do anything malicious. Mm-hmm. He definitely didn't hold back. Well, the thing was, is if he's meeting with Amy one-on-one, and Rabel's meeting with Amy one on one. They're not meeting together, so he's just probably saying, "Hey, this is what's going on." And Amy's taking that feedback, and then talking to Rabel and hearing Rabel, and it's just not matching up. And she's gonna, you know, make her decision. Now, the one, the only thing I think out of this whole thing that um, the firing that I don't that I don't like is that um, the references to the Patriots uh, with uh, Rabel being putting the, the ring of honor there and how that pissed her off and oh, started, just... started because causing more <sighs> doubt in her mind that she wanted him to hear. And that's what started her like more negative evaluation of him. Well, okay. One, we mean you both know the dumbest and I mean the dumbest things make owners angry. Yeah. It's the dumbest uh, things kind of what was so entertaining about watching uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> right. And you so, know what I mean? And it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's real life. So like, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Is it likely? Probably not. But would I put it past her? No, she's an well, owner. They... I think that she fired John Robinson the day after the Eagles game when AJ Brown lit their ass up because of that. I think she already had it in her mind. She had doubts about him, but when that happened, she was like, my decision is made. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and for I think sure. that, yeah. that, that she tinkered a lot more, uh, on Brable after that. And then ultimately came to the decision because I think Brable was like, no, I'm going to stick to my ways. And, and just like, um, like another movie reference, uh, Moneyball, where they had play the right players for the system to work. Right. And if the coach wasn't going to play the players for the system they had set up, 
then it's not going to work and they're going to lose games. So what they do, they shipped off players and forced the coach to have to play the players that they had and end up winning and went on. Like they still have the record, I think for winning games in a row as an MLB team, like it was like 20, 22 or 23. But anyways, that wasn't wasn't the case with the Titans. The Titans just were hurt all year. (laughs) Well, I think they had a bad roster depth issue offensive line offensive line is what crushed this team they lost seven seven of their games that they've lost of their um where they end up six and eleven so seven of the eleven games were one score games yeah and it just didn't go their way and i think a majority of that is because of the offensive line right see that's another question that he answered weird yeah was like the injury question he was like no that's not the coach's fault but it was his fault like was kind of his answer yeah, and I didn't. I it didn't was a very weird. That. So uh, that was a very weird way. Yeah, that they had to. They're like, well, we want, and I want to know more about that. Like, okay, so why, why is it that you think Rabel are getting these guys hurt? Is he, are they? Is it? Is he practicing too hard, or like, what is that? Yeah, because he's a he's a player's coach, and he lets guys have days off. But I don't know if evidently there's an opinion of that that he's. A part of this reason why there's so many injuries. Right. And, but also, I don't think that's, that's another thing. If Rand's opinion that guys aren't practicing enough and that's why they're getting hurt, he's he's not going to not tell Amy that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what he thinks. Yeah, I mean, is it is it right or wrong? No, it's neither. It's his opinion and it's what he, you know, he, and he has the right to tell her that as the GM. Yeah, here's another thing that I learned today, actually, from the uh, the athletic piece that I thought was that makes me like Mike Vrabel because he's such a fucking dude. Um, so when they were in the process of hiring the new GM, yeah, Amy Adams liked Rand Carthon and was like, "I really want him to be the guy." Vrabel was like, "He's not ready. I like him too, but he's not ready to be a GM yet. I want um, Ryan Cowden, who was the interim GM." from John Robinson. Okay. And so he was, he said that he wanted Ryan Cowden to be the GM and Rand Carthon come in and be the assistant GM. And supposedly Amy Adams was pissed off about that because this is the dog in Vrabel that I like. He was, because Ryan Cowden would do anything Vrabel wanted him to do. So essentially he was going to have the full say, but Ryan Cowden still be the GM, but he's going to do what Vrabel wants. So, and so I think that, um, and then this is another reason why I think there's more players involved here, like a Burke Nihil, because how would Amy know that? How would Amy know what he's doing? How would Amy know that on um, that? Um, I don't know. It's just this weird dynamic. I'm trying to still trying to figure out, like, how would she know that that's what he would do with Ryan Cowden? Because there's somebody in it, like somebody like owners have people. That yeah, just so, run and tell them that. Trust me, there's like a towel boy. Yeah, on the it's payroll. something. Yeah, and so um, I'm trying to still figure that out. But I thought that was pretty interesting that he was trying to pull one over a little bit, and she ultimately decided not to let that happen because she and she even referenced that she didn't want a coach to have the full say because. She's like, because of Jeff Fisher's last few years that he was here was an issue, that Bill O'Brien in Houston was an issue, that now post-Brady, Bill Belichick's setup has been a little bit of an issue. So, And I kind of agree to that. I don't think that Vrabel should have full control, but I do think that he has the knowledge of bringing in guys. And here's the other thing before, and I'll get off um, the Ryan Cowden thing. He supposedly he ran the board for this this previous draft. That he made the board, set the board up, and basically said, "Here's the best available, yeah, and who we should get." So I don't know how. So that makes me a little. I, I need to talk to some other people to see if how much of a role that plays in actually drafting the guys. Because if he had a big play in the people that were drafted this year. I think overall this draft class that Titans just had is pretty good, especially if yeah. you end up with a franchise quarterback. Yeah, so, I think so too. So only time will tell to see if if the Rabel um, Ryan Cowden regime would have been good, uh-huh. or if Rand Carthon in this new system, this new head coach is going to be good. 
We'll find out. Either but, way, I like, still think Rabel's going to land somewhere and be a really good coach. Um, but I did hear something today, too, that was pretty interesting, is that he might not coach this year. He may do some TV stuff. I so, think he'd be... I think he'd be, he'd be great, great on TV. It. I think I think he'd have a job at Barstool if he really wanted one. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, they do an NFL show, and they need an NFL podcast. I think he would be good at it. Well, um, well Taylor and Will would be all over that, and even Delaney, if Delaney eventually dude, lands I'm, there. I'm telling you right now, the, the – um, the uh, the I told you Delaney Walker uh, the other day. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. Delaney Walker is going to get a job on TV. Mm-hmm. That man is talented. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, I'm me looking into it, and he's we'll entertaining. He might end up signing with Bussin' with the boys. Well, he's doing really a lot of stuff so. with them right now. I I yeah. seen a video before jumping on here of him. They have some um, thing that they do, but. Oh, he's a good dude. I like Delaney yeah. Walker. I, I enjoy him a lot. I, he's either going to end up. I think Bussin eventually will grow too big for Barstool and go do their own thing, which rightfully so they're getting large. But mm-hmm. but they're like it's one of those things that you're never going to be anywhere near as big as Pardon My Take, especially when you're at Barstool with Pardon My Take. You know they found a nice yeah, we'll lane. See. I nah. I, I think they leave. I think they eventually leave and build their own kind of little bubble um yeah um i'll go back go back to this just kind of put a cap on everything i I do feel bad for Rand in the sense that you're gonna have to be oh yeah this is one one of the notes i took um mike vrabel's probably with fans one of the most popular coaches since jeff fisher oh 100 i mean there's he 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 might be. The There's only most- a few guys to, to on the list, but yeah, he's a hundred percent ahead of the other three. Like head and shoulders ahead of them. I mean, Mike Munchak's up there. I, I think Vrabel's more popular. But Vrabel's more popular. Was. Yeah, and he's been here. He was here twice as long because Munchak so, only had three seasons. Vrabel's had six. So in saying that, you now have to replace one of the most popular coaches in franchise history. Yep, and. He better be good. Well, yeah, because, because if you just Amy, let go a really good coach, <laughs> we 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 know with the AJ Brown trade, if Amy thinks you let one like she's going to put all this blame on him, you know she's not going to take any of the blame. That's just how she operates. Yeah, if he if they let go a good one, that's the GM's fault. Well, so and it's, and that's that's uh, to your point uh, that. It's Rand's job to hire and make this successful, and, and they chose him to be the guy, and they ultimately chose him again to be the guy now that Rabel's gone yeah. to get this franchise back into contention. And so if he doesn't, it's his ass. And, I, and it's crazy that, you know, like I said, he he's put right in the fire. Right. They threw exactly. his ass in the deep end from day one. Yes. And now he's – now it's sink or swim. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Like in saying this, I think when when we talked earlier in the week, it seemed more Games of Thrones, a lot of people talking behind closed doors and stuff like that. I think there was some of that, but maybe not to the extent that we thought yeah. day one. I think more so it's kind of she found out some things through people that she has on her other payroll that are kind of around the office, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And made her decision through that. And I think Rand Rand gave his opinion and was honest about things. Well, here's one thing that was an article that I thought was very silly was how when they brought in Rand and, and, and stuff, they wanted to implement analytics a lot more than they were. And Vrabel didn't fight that. But it was noted that um, something was reported back to Amy about how the analytics team wanted Vrabel the Miami game that Titans ended up went coming back and winning in like the last four minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, the analytics team was telling Rabel and their staff, do not go for two. Uh, he Rabel made the decision to go for two and they got it and they won the game. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like there's friction because the coach made 
and to me, this is a pettiness. Okay, you're going to get your feelings hurt because you presented the head coach a decision and he decided to choose something else. That's why why he's a head coach. (laughs) But but also, I can't say she didn't feel that way. That's the other part of this. Owners are weird, man. They are weird Well, it's clear that she put a staff in place and is trusting that that's the way to go. And I think that she's... And I think that she's getting this uh, this style uh, from talking to other people and other organizations and owners, and just felt like that it was what she wanted. Uh huh. And where Vrabel's really old school and not pro this way, and so she was trying to make it work. And then, you know, she ultimately chooses to do this this way that she believes in, and and Vrabel's out because he's refusing to buy all the way in and that's in that thing because he wants to be who he is and I don't blame him for that. Right. Um I was, I'm gonna touch on this and then I gotta run. Okay. Um I don't know how you put up with some of your fellow Titans fans. <laughs> I really don't. Um well everybody's now got a podcast and I, I mean I say that even though we have our own and it's small and you know we do this for fun but and we've some been of doing those it for three guys years think now that they're freaking some, some kind of, the, of somebody, and it's like, dude, you don't know anything of what you're talking about. The guy I sent you gets like 6,000 views. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, that dude is terrible. I'm not even going to, 14 people listen to this. I'm not even going to publicize him on this. He's garbage. Yeah. Don't even waste your time. But one of the biggest complaints I saw, and I'm going to kind of speed through this, was they didn't like the offense this year. Um, of course, a lot of the Titans fans, for some reason, the the vocal minor, the, vo- the vocal minority. It's always the quiet majority, but the mm-hmm. vocal minority is like, "Why can't we have an offense like so and so? Why can't we have an offense like so and so?" Yeah. Well, there's only one Tyreek Hill, Richard. There's only oh, one yeah. Christian McCaffrey. There's only. Yeah. What's so dumb is, is they're like, "Why?" Like a lot of them are like, "Why? Why is it a run first offense? We need to throw the ball more because your talent leans that way." And I don't, I don't think people need to understand I, yes. what talent is. You, you, you are right, Richard. But guess what? The Forty ers do. They're well, a they have, run. Well, they're they have a run. talent everywhere, though. Well, but but they're a run first offense. Yeah, Everything they power, do, they're a power ba- offense. They're a West Coast offense. They're based and the off West Coast the run. offense runs based based off the run. Yes. Guess so, what? Guess short what? Passing the, game. Guess what? The Miami Dolphins offense is based off of. Well, it's the it's same. Based, it's the same. It's all. It's all from so, the same tree. So you're telling me they're based off the run too? Yes. Dude, that's crazy. The, so, so two of the it's best the Shanahan teams, system. It's the Mike so, Shanahan system. So, so, two of the best teams in the NFL right now base their offense off the run. Okay. Seven, so, seven so, of the seven of the playoff teams are Shanahan related offenses that are in the playoffs right now. That base seven their, of the fourteen, but they base their offense off the run. Yes. So. The run, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a run. It's a, I mean, it's a high it's a high offense. It's run and pass, but it's starts with the run game. It starts with the zone run. Then why are people so stupid? Because they don't know football. Don't they don't understand ball. that. That's all I needed to hear. Thank you. There is a odd, and now given there's there, my fan bases across America have stupid people in them. But that, but but back to that point real quick though that is pretty eye opening right that you have seven Shanahan disciples in the playoffs right now they're calling on. offense and that offense is Detroit Miami Forty ers uh, Houston mm-hmm. um, let's see who are the other ones uh, I'm trying to think who uh, all right who's the well, you can throw Baltimore. Baltimore's a run-based no, offense, but, but, but they're Baltimore's, not Shanahan. They're not Shanahan, but, um, but, they but yes, are they are run. But see, and that's ugh, it gets on my nerves so much because my point is, is as much as it's a pass-happy NFL, which they are throwing crazy amount of passes, I agree. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is a five-yard run sets up a 50-yard bomb. Oh, yeah, and Miami's, that's five of that list. People don't understand that, and that's like – you're going to get oh. the same type of offense with this new coach. The Rams. The Rams is also oh, yeah. Shanahan. That's six. Yeah. Who's the seventh one? Um, Not Dallas. Um, Tampa Bay, no. Tampa Bay's a run first offense, too, though. 
See, that's ugh, I just want to choke people, Richard, so much when they just are dumb. They're just stupid. <laughs> There's only been one like truly pass first offense. And that was um well, you could say the Bengals to an extent. They were pretty pass heavy, but the the Rams. They, yeah. They they didn't really set up anything out of the run. They just were they were flinging it the whole time. Just do some homework, Titans fans. And those who know, know. And those who <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, Packers. Just... Packers, that's the oh, yeah. uh, seven team. They're you're Shanahan. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Seven of the 14 teams are Shanahan right. offenses. Well, dude, so I, gotta... I ultimately well, think that the Titans are going to try to go that route too. Which, guess what happens when everybody has a Shanahan offense? It all equals out. Yep. It's not a good thing. You you want to be first. You don't want to be last. it gets tapped out. Yep. 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 And the first was the Rams with uh, Sean McVay. Yep. And they and won a the Super Bowl. And the 40 in the playoffs right now. So. And got some juice. I don't know, dude, but I got to hop off here. All right. Thanks, everybody, right. for listening. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Ten Rich. Boo, boo, like, boo, subscribe, boo, all that good boo, stuff where you get boo, your podcast. And we'll holler at you next boo, week. Boo. Later, Book. dudes. That's book. <laughs>